Hello, hello, and welcome back to the second episode in this new mini fiction series by Cutting Chai Stories called Kids Make a Podcast. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and for the next few episodes, you will hear not the copywriting advice you're used to getting from me, but instead, you'll get the stories and voices of my students. Till December 2021, I was teaching creative writing to children. And my very last class was about how to write narratives for podcasts and record them. Today's episode is all about mysterious portals opening up in the author's closets that lead to real and imagined storybooks. And it features stories and performances by our third grade authors, Samaira Chaudhary, Amai Mala, Anya Samani, and Sejal Bansal. If the audio is a little uneven, please bear with us. We had nine first-time podcasters recording in nine different recording environments, and sometimes the police sirens just would not cooperate. Our first story is by Amai Mala, whose portal places him right in the middle of a deadly scenario, battling a fearsome dragon and an evil robot, until he realizes that not everything is what it seems. Once upon a time, a little boy called Amai was rustling about in his bedroom. It was night time and he was getting ready to change into his pyjamas. But when he opened the closet door, he didn't see any clothes. But he saw a big swirly portal. Ah. Without meaning to, Amai accidentally went through the portal. He ended up in a fictional storybook called The Robot and the Dragon. What is that noise? It sounds like a robot. Amai was confused. He didn't know what was going on, but when he heard what sounded like a fire-breathing dragon, he decided he couldn't wait to figure out where he was. That sounds like a dragon. What should I do? How do I protect myself? What just happened? Now I have a gun and some armor? I want to fight. Not so fast. Oh my gosh, that is a dragon and it's talking. Not so fast. We will kill you. Oh no, now the robot is threatening me. But wait, let me use my weapon. Haha, <laughs> I killed you, evil talking robot. Now I have to defeat you, dragon. Then I can be safe. Haha, <laughs> I dodged it. What Amai did not know was that the dragon was also very scared. Out of nowhere, this squeaking creature had appeared and the dragon had never seen anything like it before. It waved its little arms, it shouted and generally seemed dangerous. So the dragon was just trying to stop it. But when it defeated the evil robot, the dragon knew the strange creature couldn't be all that bad because the robot had been terrorizing all the characters in the storybook. Where are you going, dragon? Are you running away from me? The dragon didn't want to fight the creature anymore, 
but it also didn't want to end up dead like the robot, so it scurried away into the trees. Amai was so happy. He had won the battle. But there was a problem. He still had to find his way back home. He looked around, but he was alone in the clearing. He couldn't see any sign of the portal he had come through, and there was no one else to ask. So Amai heaved a big sigh and trudged off into the forest to find the dragon. He looked behind some bushes and peeked up into the trees, but it wasn't till he saw a footprint the size of his bed at home that he found the dragon that had made it. Shouting creature! The dragon said, because the dragon didn't know the creature had a name. I'm not a creature. I'm a boy, and my name is Amai. All right, all right, creature. Who is a boy called Amai? What are you doing here? I don't want to die like robot. Leave me alone. If you are not fighting me, then I will not fight you. But I can't leave you alone. You see, I need some help getting back into my world. I came into your world through a portal in my bedroom closet, but I can't find it anymore. That's a one-way portal to go back to where you came from. You have to take another portal. Come on, me. The dragon led him to a blue portal hidden behind some poisonous-looking plants. On the other side, Amai could see his open closet door and his comfortable-looking bed. Here, you can go through here, okay? Before he realized it, Amai had been sucked into the portal and was back at home. What's more, he was somehow wearing his pajamas. He was excited to have had an adventure and met a real-life dragon. But most of all, he was so happy to be back home. Sometimes our opponents are just as terrified of us as we are of them. And then we realize we're not actually on opposite sides after all. This story featured the voice talents of Amai Mahler as Amai and Jack Berengarten as the dragon. Next up, we have a horror story by Anya Somani, who is faced with a werewolf, two witches, a cupcake with arms, honestly, I'm not sure which of these is the scariest, and a hairy creature. A little girl called Anya had just finished dinner and was planning on watching a horror movie. But before she could switch on her TV, she thought to change her clothes. Hmm, let me get comfy in my pajamas and while I'm doing that, I can let some popcorn pop in the microwave. When Anya opened her closet door, instead of seeing her neatly folded PJs, she saw a bluish wind whooshing in circles faster and faster and faster. Before she could think better of it, she stepped inside the wind, which turned out to be a portal. Anya was in some type of circular elevator which was going round and round in circles, getting faster every second. Whoa, cool, this is awesome. In front of her was a huge screen, and below the screen there were many buttons in all different colors. On the screen it said, 
Then the words quickly disappeared. What did that mean? Where am I? Mom, Dad, you there? Now the screen had changed. It showed many different sections of books. Non-fiction, fiction, geography, science, cookbooks, and much more. Then the elevator shook and rattled, and Anya slid to the side where the screen was. Oh no! Anya's shoulder accidentally bumped against the horror section. She must have clicked a Goosebumps book by mistake. But before she could see the title of the book, the picture disappeared. Oh no! Ah! What is happening? Hello? Anyone there? The elevator was moving at top speed now. Then it suddenly stopped. Anya turned around, and the elevator door just opened all by itself. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here with all these buttons, but it's great I can get out of this creepy place. Epic! Anya ran out of the door, excited to be free. But the only problem. Was Anya wasn't in her pink and purple room when she stepped outside. Instead, she found herself outdoors, and it was dark, spooky, and creepy. There was no bed, no soft toys, no bookshelf, just cold, hard ground and a full moon in the sky. As she looked up at it, the moon changed colors from white to red and back again. Anya thought of a horror movie she had seen and imagined what would happen if a werewolf suddenly appeared. She shivered in fear and looked down again in a hurry. She wasn't alone anymore. There was a man walking over to her. Hi, I've never seen you before. Who are you? I'm Anya. Nice to meet you, creature, whatever you are. But anyways, do you know when the full moon is up? As he spoke those words, the man looked up into the sky. Oh no! I didn't notice he was already up! The man was growing fur all over his body. His face was changing too. And two minutes later, he had turned into a werewolf! <coughs> Anya was so scared. All she could do was close her eyes by covering her face with her hands. I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. When Anya finally gathered up her courage and opened her eyes again, the werewolf had disappeared. Good, you're gone. The scared girl wanted to just get out of there as fast as she could. So she turned around to get back into the elevator portal. But just as she walked towards it, the doors shut and the portal disappeared into thin air. Just before it vanished, she caught a glimpse of a message on the screen. It said, everything you think will be bare. But that didn't make any sense to Anya, who kept getting more and more frightened. She started breathing faster and remembering all the scariest things she had ever seen or read about. She was muttering to herself, What if there were witches and ghosts here? Just then, two witches in black gowns flew down to the ground on broomsticks. Ah! 
Before she could screech in terror, a ghost of about three feet tall appeared to the left of Anya. Ah, this is so bad. Why did I even choose to go in this creepy portal? Just then, a thought occurred to the horror movie loving girl. The werewolf had appeared when she had thought about it and disappeared when she wished she was safe. Maybe she could make the witches and the ghost disappear too. I wish to be safe. I wish to be safe. Immediately, the witches and the ghost were gone. Wait a minute. I know what's happening here. Hmm. The screen in the portal said whatever you think will be bare, but I think it actually said whatever you think will be there. So all I have to do is think of happy things, Anya. Anya thought of the happiest thing she could. A yummy, delicious, scrumptious, vanilla-flavored cupcake with rainbow sprinkles on top. Right away, a yummy, delicious, scrumptious, vanilla-flavored cupcake with rainbow sprinkles on top appeared in front of Anya. She was just about to reach for the cupcake when the cupcake reached out its vanilla-flavored arms and patted Anya. But she patted her too hard. And Anya started spinning round and round in circles. Ah! Then a very hairy, green and purple creature appeared. It had yellow horns with thin black stripes going through them. Oh, I think you can read backwards because I am so dizzy. Then when Anya had stopped being dizzy, she could see the portal waiting for her. She ran toward it slowly and the cupcake and the creature followed. But all Anya cared about was getting back into the elevator portal and going back home. Oh no, I forgot. I don't actually know how to get home. Then that strange phrase appeared on the screen again. Kaka ba got notab der gib birev et serp. The creature appeared to be trying to read it. Press the very big red button to go back. Thank you, creature. You figured it out. All we had to do was read it backwards. Now I can go back. Don't worry, guys. I won't forget you. Anya reached out for the big red button. Bye. Bye. And just like that, Anya was back home safe and sound. Actually, I don't think I want to watch a horror movie after all. I hope you enjoyed Anya's story. It's quite profound, isn't it? On one level, it's about figuring out the trick in the storybook. But on another, it's about the stories we tell ourselves. Change the stories and change yourself. This story featured the voice talents of almost the entire class. Everyone helped with the sound effects. Anya was played by Anya Somani. The werewolf was played by Sura Jandra. The cupcake was played by Sejal Bansal. And the hairy creature was played by Jack Berengarten. Coming up next is a story set in a jungle by Sejal Bansal. You might want to take notes because there are lots of carefully researched animal facts in there. Once upon a time, a little girl called Sejal was getting ready to sleep. She brushed her teeth and opened her closet to change into her pajamas. But instead of her clothes, 
she saw a swirling purple cloud all over the place. Impulsively, she stepped in and it swallowed her whole. Whoa, where am I? Everywhere there were buttons. Sechal accidentally clicked on one titled Jungle Stories. Oops. Suddenly, the roof seemed to cave and Sejal fell with it. When she opened her eyes, she appeared to be in a rainforest. Uh, hello? Out of nowhere, an elderly woman popped out of a brown tree. Ah! I didn't mean to frighten you, but my name is Sabrina and I'm a guide. How may I assist you? Would you like to venture into the Amazon rainforest? Sejal stood there with her eyes and her jaws wide open. Before she could say a single word, Sabrina had already started pointing out all the trees and insects and birds that were all around them. Wow, you are very talkative, Sabrina. That's what my family says a lot. Well, my name is Sejal and I think I would like to venture into the Amazon rainforest. Will you take me? Okay, but we should be going soon. It's getting dark. They walked through the forest carefully, Sabrina pointing out vines on the forest floor that Sejal was about to trip on. Now we are going to see the stream. Be careful, Sejal. Don't touch those poison dart frogs. If those creatures touch you, it will cause swelling. By the way, did you know that only one frog species say ribbit? No, I did not know that. Though they both walked, Sejal slumped and Sabrina sauntered. It got pitch black under the thick canopy of trees. They both stopped short when an owl hooted. The owls are hooting. So? That means there are rats nearby and rats dig. Oh. Of course, even before Sabrina could finish her warning, Sejal fell into a big hole in the ground. I bet your last word was going to be hole. Yep, hang on, I'm coming. Now both Sejal and Sabrina were in a dank hole in the ground. And everywhere they looked, they saw tunnels branching off in all directions. Sejal picked one at random. Let's go into that tunnel. She was pointing to a large black hole that had many gold jewels inside. They were so bright they almost lit up the dark tunnel. But it was when Sabrina turned on her bright white flashlight that something magical happened. Suddenly, the jewels came alive. Oh my gosh, do you think it was the light that woke them up? It must be a magical space. I've been a guide to the rainforest for so many years, but I've never seen jewels underground, let alone the jewels that come to life. They watched necklaces twirling and earrings dancing and bracelets clacking all by themselves. Then Sejal pointed to something in the distance. Look, a brown mountain with ice on top. Let's climb it. Maybe the view will help us decide where to go from here. How will we get past the jewels that came alive, Sejal? Maybe we should let it get dark again, because 
they only came alive when the light shone on them. But if we turn off the flashlight, how will we see? I can point the flashlight in the other direction. I'll stick it in the mud there, so we don't have to carry it, and then we'll be able to see enough to climb the mountain. Oh, I see ants. Do you know that they can live for sixty days? Sejal just ignored Sabrina as she chattered on about the ants, and Sejal started to climb the mountain after Sabrina stuck the flashlight in the ground. <laughs> I'm up! I did it! When Sabrina was almost up, Sejal grabbed her hand, and both of them balanced precariously on the slippery ice top. It worked. The jewels aren't alive anymore, and they are staying in their tunnel. Phew! When they looked into the distance, they could see another light. This one seemed to come from very far away. They followed it, and soon after, they reached a pond filled with purple swirls. Sabrina was nervous, looking at the strangely coloured water. Whatever you do, Sejal, do not jump into that oddly shiny pond. Ignoring Sabrina again, Sejal jumped in with both feet. But nothing very terrible happened, except a voice that wasn't attached to a body whispered in her ear. Click the green button three times. Suddenly, Sejal found herself in a place absolutely surrounded by buttons. Hey, I remember this place. She reached out her hand, and finally, she touched the back button. But just then, Sejal realized she couldn't remember the instructions. Wait, did the voice tell me to touch the red? Button two times or the green button three times. Where even is the green button? Out of the corner of her eye, Sejal saw the green button and decided to press it three times. Oh no! Nothing's happening. Did I press the wrong button? She had never been a patient girl. Three seconds later, Sejal found herself in bed, wide awake. With her head full of strange facts about frogs and ants and other forest creatures, I hope you enjoyed Sejal's story. Our voice talents in this story were Sejal, played by Sejal Bansal, Sabrina, the forest guide, played by Samira Chaudhary, and the disembodied voice, played by Amai Mallow. Our last and final story of this episode is by Samira Chaudhary, and features a portal into one of her favorite stories, that of Harry Potter. Listen to know how she saves Harry from a terrible fate. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Samira. One night at her bedtime, she went to her closet to get her night clothes. When Samira opened her closet door, she saw a shiny circular portal. Before she could move back, she slipped straight into the colorful hole. Where am I going? In a flash of light, Samira found herself in a library. Oh, I love libraries. Let me pick out my favorite book to read. She picked out Harry Potter, and before she knew it, choo choo! 
She got sucked into the story. How did I get on this train? And is that Harry Potter? No way. Hi, what's your name? Are you are you Harry Potter? Yes, of course. Did you know it was me because of my scar? And have you met Hermione yet? Hi, I'm a friend of Harry's. What's your name? Do you know magic? Hi, I'm Samira, and I don't know magic. Do you? Yes, I can already do a lot of spells. My parents are Muggles, but I love magic, and I have studied really hard to be good at it. That is why I am on Hogwarts Express, heading to Hogwarts. Oh, I'm a first year at Hogwarts too. The Hogwarts Express, which was red and beautiful, was finally at the school. All the children ran out to admire the big tower, which looked like a castle. It was really cool. I think it's time for the Sorting Hat, don't you, Hermione? Yep, I think it is. Oh my gosh! I am so nervous. Samira, Hermione, and Harry all get sorted into Gryffindor House. They are so excited to be together. Yay! Finally, it's time to go to their rooms. Where do you think we sleep? Our beds are upstairs, Hermione. How do you know? You're a first year, just like us. Well, because I've read the book. What book? <laughs> What's so funny?、Mm, never mind. All the children find their beds and fall asleep. They are tired after their long train journey. Samira is even more tired than the rest because she also had a portal journey. The next day was the first day of classes. Harry went to the dark arts class. Hermione and Samira went in the other direction to the spells class. Harry, how was dark arts? It was okay, not great. What's wrong, Harry? I'll tell you. Professor Snape cursed me to remember the night when my parents died, and I tried to sneak into his room to break the spell. I was so close, but then I got caught. That's very dangerous. Who caught you? How did you get caught, and how did you manage to get that close to breaking the spell? Professor Snape caught me. Oh no! How bad was it? How did he catch you? It was the end of class. Everyone had already left. I managed to sneak back into Snape's room, um, but at the moment Snape was also walking into the room. He caught me and sent me down straight away after giving me a long scolding. That's very bad. Are you worried? What should I do now? Well, I know a spell to make Polyjuice Potion. When you drink it, it can change you into any person you like. You just need to get a pluck of their hair. It will take me three hours to make. Great. Who should I change into? Any ideas? How about Professor McGonagall? I know a cupcake recipe that <laughs> let us pluck out her hair. It's called Take a Break Cupcake. It will put her to sleep as soon as she takes a bite. The Take a Break Cupcake spell worked. Hermione used her great knowledge of spells to pluck the professor's <laughs> hair and make the polyjuice potion. However, Hermione didn't tell Harry that there was a cost to the spell. 
If the person who drank the polyjuice potion stayed that way for an entire hour, they would simply fade away. Is it ready, Hermione? Yes. Here you go, Harry. Harry, are you sure you want to do this? Yes, Amira. I have to reverse Snape's curse because it's too painful to remember my parents' death. Here you go. Samira walked to her bed, worried about Harry's plan. The next morning, Harry, Harry, Hermione, did you see him anywhere? Harry, where are you? Stop playing tricks on us! Shh! Stop shouting! I'm right here. Remember, I took the polyjuice person, so I don't look like me anymore. I look like Professor McGonagall. Hermione, you said I would change into. Professor, immediately. But I took a whole day. You could be nicer, Harry. I had studied how to make it from the textbook, but this is the first time I was actually making it myself. Without me, you wouldn't have any polyjuice potion at all. Hey, you two. There's no need to fight. Hurry, quick! You need to get to Snape's room before he starts the day. You're right, Samira. I will be back as soon as I can. Wait for me here. What Harry and his friends didn't know was that Snape had the ability to see through any potion. Polyjuice potion didn't fool him at all, and Harry got another shouting from the dark arts professor. This time, Harry trudged back to the Gryffindor common room to tell his friends the sad news. Hermione, potion didn't work. Snape could see right. Through it, and he knew immediately it was me. Then the only thing we can do go directly to Professor McGonagall and take her help this time. Hermione agreed with Samira's suggestion, and the three of them went together to Professor McGonagall's office. She was not happy that three first years were trying to do magic on their own, but she was able to break Harry's spell. She also gave Samira a cupcake and told her to eat it at bedtime. I don't usually eat cupcakes at bedtime, but if she gave it gave it to me, this must be important. Samira took one bite of her cupcake and before she knew it, she wasn't at Hogwarts anymore. Finally, I'm back at home. <sighs> That was the last of the stories from my third graders. I hope you enjoyed it. The voice actors featured Samira Chaudhary as Samira, Agastya Patel as Harry Potter, and Sejal Bansal as Hermione. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting the children. Next week, I'll release the final two episodes of the Kids Make a Podcast Fiction mini series featuring my older students. Those two episodes will be about objects that come to life and fractured fairy tales. See you next Thursday.